Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, May 13th, 548 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures up one and three quarters at 793 and a quarter. December corn up two cents at 755. July soybeans up eight and a quarter at 1622. November beans up five and three quarters at 1486 and a quarter. July Chicago wheat down six at 1172 and three quarters. July Kansas City wheat down one and a quarter at 1268 and three quarters. July spring wheat up four and a half at 1320 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a review on that Apple app in particular. If you listen there, I uh, would really appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a comment. To let me know what's going on in your neighborhood in regard to planting, planting delays, any of that sort of stuff. If you need some additional information from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service, guys. I send a ton of information to my premium subscribers every single business day. Morning email goes out before 6 a.m. Central. Ton of information in there. Uh, that includes all of my grain marketing recommendations, charts, uh, weather maps. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this package. I did a video yesterday, of course, regarding the USDA report. I typically have a video out to my subscribers about 20 minutes after the report. So I do a brief rundown of kind of the headline items, what it means for the markets, that sort of thing. So very time-sensitive information for me on report day. Uh, this deal is 50 bucks a month, guys. Cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Again, everything is super mobile-friendly. The videos go straight to your cell phone via text message at midday. One click to watch the video. It's a piece of cake. USDA is already projecting a below-trend U.S. corn yield. This is a surprising shift in methodology. USDA estimating the 2022 U.S. corn yield at 177 bushels per acre in its initial projection on this uh, first version of the new crop balance sheet that we saw yesterday. USDA would typically start with the trend yield in May, which would be closer to 181. So this was a little bit of a surprise for a lot of analysts out there, myself included. This is uh, what they said about the yield in the report. The yield projection is based on a weather-adjusted trend estimated using the 1988 to 2021 time period, assuming normal summer growing season weather, but lowered to reflect the slow pace of planting progress as of early May. So USDA uh, uh, anticipating here that this late planting pace is going to have an impact on the corn yield at this point. Um, I don't have any issue with this. I don't know too many people that do. Um, if you have to start somewhere and you got to start somewhere in regard to yield projection, I suppose that something slightly below trend is uh, is okay, uh, given what we know about uh, weather and planting conditions, uh, potential delays, that sort of thing. Now, could you still achieve a, U a trend? Uh, trend yield here in the U.S. could is 181 still doable? Yeah, it's probably still doable. That's just not what they're projecting. That's not where they're starting. Nobody can predict predict uh, the corn yield in May, but that's where they're starting off with, and, it, and it's an interesting change in methodology. Now, in regard to demand for U.S. corn, the way that they got to this uh, new crop carryout estimate, 1.36 billion, that was actually very, very close to trade expectations. So, how do you lower the yield by four bushels versus expectations, but have the same carryout? What they did was they reduced their new crop demand estimates sharply uh, from this current year, a 370 million bushel decline in corn demand, uh, U.S. corn demand expected from this year to next year. And uh, that's something that is um, 
a big question mark, I think, certainly. Will we actually see a big decline in corn demand uh, in this marketing year that begins on September 1st? Uh, some people might look at the prices and say, yeah, absolutely, we're going to see a, a, a demand reduction. Corn's, you know, $7.5. Other people might look at the global balance sheets. They might look at Ukraine. They might look, look at other things, maybe the pace of export sales. We've got, I believe, the best book of uh, new crop corn export sales on record. They might say that these demand numbers are too low. And if that's the case, you could easily end up in a scenario where a 177 yield uh, leaves you with like a sub-billion bushel carryout, which is very friendly. So did USDA sandbag these demand numbers in order to keep the situation from appearing too tight? Uh, that's a big question mark. It's a possibility. Uh, Ukrainian production and estimates uh, production and export estimates rather declined drastically. You look at these global balance sheets and you've got a tighter uh, global wheat situation expected uh, for next year. Uh, I'm going to keep this very simple. So let's look at, um, in regard to Ukraine, let's look at old crop pre-invasion estimates versus new crop estimates. Corn production down 54%, corn exports down 73%, Wheat production down 35%, wheat exports down 58%. That's old crop pre-invasion USDA estimates versus new crop estimates. I think that's a good way to gauge the impact of Russia's invasion on Ukraine, comparing the old crop pre-invasion versus new crop, just drastic declines across the board. So USDA was not shy here at all about um, uh, slashing everything in regard to Ukraine production as uh, uh, export estimates, all of that stuff. And that's probably the right move. Um, did they overdo it? Maybe, but I don't know exactly what's going on in Ukraine. I know there's a lot of talk and headlines about it, but uh, interesting stuff nonetheless. This year's U.S. Uh, HRW wheat crop is likely to be the smallest in decades. Uh, the trade really missed this number, that HRW wheat number. USDA pegged the crop at 590 million bushels. Trade expectations were 685. Last year was 749. This would be the smallest U.S. HRW wheat crop since 1963 uh, if this number is realized. You've got drought in the U.S. Southern Plains. Of course, that is ongoing. And I think maybe the surprising thing here, one of the surprising things is the abandonment rate. USDA is projecting 2022 winter wheat abandonment at 28.4%, which would be the highest since 2002, citing dry conditions in Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas in particular as the cause for the high abandonment rate in yesterday's report. So um, uh, the wheat situation, lots of issues everywhere. Ukraine, uh, here in the United States, USDA did project some much larger crops in places like Canada and Russia to help to offset some of that. They did some of the same things in wheat that they did in corn with demand reductions, uh, things along those lines. Let's get to weather here. Um, we had a ton of rain in Minnesota over the last three days. A lot of Minnesota key corn and soybean growing areas here caught two inches of rain, three inches of rain. Uh, some places caught five, six, seven, eight inches of rain over the last three days. Uh, very, very wet in these areas of southern Minnesota, uh, eastern South Dakota, parts of North Dakota, very wet. So you've still got ongoing talk regarding the potential for acreage switching out of corn, uh, prevent plant, that sort of stuff. Um, when you look at the radar here this morning, you've got a little bit of rain over, say, eastern Kansas, a little bit over Oklahoma, a little bit over this, uh, say, southwestern part of Iowa, and then again in Montana, in that uh, western part of North Dakota. Next seven days doesn't look too bad for these problematic areas of Minnesota, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, a little bit wetter for the central and eastern Corn Belt, about an inch of rain expected in places like Illinois and further east, but your, your uh, 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 
day maps don't look good. They look wet, calling for above normal precipitation again in Minnesota, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. So the weather situation, uh, very much problematic still for uh, some of those northern areas. U.S. drought is ongoing. USDA released weekly drought data yesterday. Despite some recent rains, USDA can continues to estimate that 69% of U.S. winter wheat areas are experiencing a drought. In regard to row crops, 23% of U.S. corn areas and 14% of U.S. soybean areas experiencing a drought. Spring wheat areas, 35% experiencing a drought. So still problematic here in this like western half of the country, essentially. And in regard to you know crop production, uh, southern plains for HRW wheat, uh, western corn belt for corn soybeans, uh, northern plains for row crops and for spring wheat all so export sales were generally poor last week. Marketing year low, marketing year, marketing marketing year low uh, for corn, soybeans, and wheat in regard to old crop sales. Very unimpressive. Uh, new crop sales were also unimpressive. Still noteworthy, however, is the fact that uh, new crop sales of U.S. corn and soybeans are the best on record seasonally. New crop corn sales are slightly above last year's seasonal record. New crop soybean sales above that previous 2012 record by a fair margin. So that kind of goes back to what I talked about in regard to corn demand uh, for for the new crop marketing year, which USDA says will be reduced, yet you've got this excellent looking book of of, uh, new crop sales. We did have a flash sale of corn to China yesterday reported 24 million bushels, about 90% of that total was for new crop delivery again. um, So China back in the market for the first time uh, in a while. The cattle market was sharply lower yesterday. The hog market was sharply lower yesterday, yet the uh, cash cattle is still holding together really well. 140 mostly in the south, 144 in the north, and we actually had an excellent week of uh, beef exports last week, but the markets finished sharply lower. The hog market uh, took it on the chin as well. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is lower. The S&P is up 45 points. The Dow up 250, trying to recover. Bonds off a full handle. Gold's down six bucks. Crude oil up $2.20 at 108.32. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you guys Monday morning.